0: All righty, hello again everyone, and welcome to it. It is Monday, the twenty seventh of February, twenty twenty three. Good God, I almost screwed up both of those things. I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Welcome to the program. Lots of stuff to get to. At the end of the show, you'll find out who won which signed book, and then who will be returning, which signed book will be returning to be going against this week's new contestant. It's a very exciting time here at the program. It's going to be, well, I'll just give a little hint. It's... Since the left celebrates all this historic crap, it's a historic first, I believe. I haven't really paid attention to this. It'll be the first time that two women will be going up against each other. Guys, calm down. Ladies, start your engines. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. At the end of the show, you'll find out who it is. And you can enter to at patreon.com slash DerekHunterPodcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. You uh, will get an autographed book by one of, well, if you win, you'll win an autographed book by one of two ladies. Who are these ladies? Well You can probably figure out one of them from last week's entry. You'll find out the other in this week's entry. All right, let us get started so we can get started with our week. All right, there is a lot of stuff going on, and we've got uh, a ton of things to talk about. we got to talk about Secretary Mayor Pete. He finally, finally showed up in East Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio. I I can't get used to. I can't call it Palestine. It just, it sounds like somebody talking about the library to me. Irregardless, those sorts of things. Like I can't, I can't do it. It might actually be how it's pronounced, but it will never be how it's pronounced in my head. So I'm just going to stick with East Palestine because while it might not be what the locals call it. I'm right, right? I I know I'm right, deep in your heart. What was it, the Barry Goldwater campaign slogan? In your heart, you know he's right. Well, in your heart, you know I'm right, that it's East Palestine. They can call it whatever they want. All right, so Pete showed up. He showed up the other day. He walked around. He played dress up. He had a hard hat on and his goggles, and he put on one of those safety vests that uh, reflect light. Yeah, like... I don't understand. This is such show. Okay, I get it. You go, I've worked on construction sites. You go on a construction site, you need you need the things to protect you. You need the things to be as visible as humanly possible. But your secretary of transportation, you're traveling with an entourage and a, a, just an absolute crush of cameras and people, reporters around you. I'm pretty sure that anybody on the job site would – He wasn't anywhere near the cranes, right? There was nothing going to drop on his head except for maybe a bird giving an accurate assessment of his job so far as Secretary of Transportation. But it's just, he's not doing anything. There's nowhere near, got to play dress up, put the goggles. What are you going to put the goggles on for? Uh, Is there going to be a rock attack? Is, uh, Is the government sort of exploding things around? Who are you hoping to be visible for in a sea of 20 people with vests on that you put your vest on and you walk around and your hard hat and everything? Give me a break. But boy, howdy, when it is uh, in the local newspapers or on the local news, which is where most people get their news from, their information from, the still images look like, well, he must be standing on the precipice of... uh, an exploding something or other that uh, stuff has fallen from the sky from it, or something right cuz i've been on job sites where there's asbestos where there are hazardous issues it's i guess you want to keep the stuff out of your eyes but out of your your lungs is more important if you're really right up on top of what the problem is, where there could be respiratory issues. Now, Pete was never going to be there long enough to be it, and he immediately ran off and went into a VFW hall or whatever and held meetings, town halls, or what? I don't even think he did that, but he just met with local officials off camera. It's really weird. No cameras, no cameras, no cameras. And that tells you how badly they know they've screwed this up that they don't want it to be on camera. If you've if you're doing a bang up job, if what you're doing is right and wonderful and righteous, you want every bit of it to be on camera. You want all of it to be on camera. There'd be nothing why is there any maybe you meet with grieving families off camera out of respect, but everything else, if you are the guy with the torch in the dark cave, leading everybody out to the promised land and safety. You want it all on camera. Oh, my God. You want to be MacArthur returning to the Philippines. Let's take 500 photographs. I don't feel right with this one. Get me walking out of the water. again. That's what you want. But they don't want the camera. Kind of tells you something. And what I mean by that, I want to play you this clip of... uh, I don't even know this woman's name. She is the press secretary for Secretary Mayor Pete. Now, as a former press secretary, not for a cabinet official, but for a United States senator, you don't really get to dictate terms to the press under which you'll speak to them, if you want to actually speak to them. Now, if you call them up, you can, but if it's a public event, you don't get to say... it. Well, you can say it, but you don't get then like, well, if you won't turn this off, I won't talk to you. It's a temper tantrum. What am I talking about? Secretary Mayor Pete's press secretary was not confronted, but was around the press when Pete was there. And the people were speaking, seeking comment, as one might expect from the press. Now, this really wasn't the, the man, national press followed pete inside this is more internet press whatever but it's still americans it's it's press it might not be nbc news clearly the left doesn't have a lot of respect for things that aren't nbc news but they they still have a first amendment right and jobs to do so the uh, they start asking questions of secretary mayor pete secretary mayor pete runs inside and there stands secretary mayor pete's press secretary she did not want to go on camera. Now keep in mind, she's on camera. She's outside. She's walking around with Secretary Mayor Pete. She doesn't want to go on camera. If they turned off the camera, she likely would have said, I don't want to go on. I don't want you to record me audio wise, but she was more concerned about being on camera. Why? That's your job. That you're at a public event. The people whom you claim to work for have the right to ask you questions. They have the respond. The press has the responsibility to ask you questions. Now, would I have asked some of these questions? Probably not. Some of the questions these people would ask, no, but it doesn't matter. I wouldn't ask 90% of the questions that get asked in a white house daily press briefing. I think they're, they're stupid and off topic or what have you, but it's very interesting that she does not want to go on camera and she won't answer. I don't know if these people understand optics or not, but the more you stand on camera saying, I don't want to be on, I'll answer your question. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be on camera. The worse you actually look, you look really bad because you're like, why, why won't you be on camera? That's weird. Why won't you be on camera? Do you want plausible deniability? You'll only talk to people in print. They can take notes. You can't record anything. Do you want plausible deniability for that? What are you trying to hide? Are you there for the people of East Palestine, or are you there very concerned about the public image of the person you work with, work with, work with, not for? We work for the American people, right? Isn't that what we're told all the time by these people? So anyway, I found this exchange very, very uh, interesting and telling.
1: Mayor P, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the the, the slow response? So the government's slow response you have any apologies? i'm this press person i can help you sure I'm a, I'm a sure sure person. so can can, camera, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here I, i'm sorry i don't want to do this on camera
2: what was his personal time off while there was a tragedy I'm happy happening to talk here to you guys
1: and can we also ask too why it uh, you know he waited until president donald trump came here to actually make an appearance this is a very important question that people you, across america ha- would like to know i'm happy to have a conversation with you i do not want to be on camera well, please you put your, your cameras away. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh,
2: so she we are asked, allowed as press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on I'm my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a com- camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys.
1: Well, if you are the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve?
2: Absolutely, I would like to do it without the camera. on. Please. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's w- why. Why I is it aggressive? It. It's because.
1: On I'm, I'm I'm behalf probably, of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump she's came. Asked
2: him, she's asking three, several times for them to turn to the
0: cameras away. off and they will not do it. Okay, well they,
2: she's been able to walk away. Would you like to go inside? I do not. I will walk this way. Can I ask what the secretary is going to do with the picture of Jenny Kerr? He took her the other day when had, she was asking a question you guys, Washington. Like, D.C. I'm happy to answer your questions. I would like you guys to not have your cameras on. I, I had my camera up a minute ago. If I turn it off, it you, you all question. have your cameras on. I can see them. You guys, I'm asking. happy to have this conversation.
0: I'm happy to have this conversation, just not on camera. Well, you recognize, what is it, you're shy? You don't think your hair looks good? Because you're on camera. You've now gone from possibly being able to answer these questions in a way that likely wouldn't satisfy the person asking them, but might make you and or your boss look pretty good in the general scheme of things and either prevent the people from asking your questions from even bothering to post the video to now being the story. You've now gone on to be the story. You don't want to talk on camera. Why don't you want to be talking on camera? Are you embarrassed by what the secretary has done? Do you not want to be associated with your own words? How is that? Why is that? You are on a public street. You do not get to dictate the terms in which you, as a public employee, dare I say public servant, engage with the press. It's weird that they would sit there and focus on this. Now, she, she asked the wrong question when she says she doesn't want to be on. She's happy to have the conversation. To be on, says, Why don't you want to be on camera would be the question, not like how or whatever, but. Uh, Not insisting on an answer was a mistake. But it is very bizarre that these people run around and are so bad at communications. Secretary Mayor Pete is exceedingly bad at communications himself. He forgot what he was saying in the midst of one of his statements. He said, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. At a train derailment where he is heavily, where massive environmental disaster that was a train derailment and you just sit there and you go what the hell what how how do you how do you do this and they can't they don't explain it they don't know this is because pete got the job not because he's qualified for it name one thing the secretary of transportation has done that has been successful one success now granted most people don 't have the Secretary of Transportation trading cards with the listing on the back of here 's all the massive successes in the world of transportation, but what has he done? The rail strike that was averted that actually ticked off a whole bunch of Democrats because it denied the union 's sick days was brokered by. The president himself, allegedly, it really came out of the White House, not the Secretary of Transportation. While that was looming over everybody's head, Secretary Mayor Pete was not involved. While the supply chain collapsed, the supply chain collapsed, Secretary Mayor Pete was on paternity leave. During the railroad negotiations, Secretary Mayor Pete was on vacation in Portugal, He was not involved. And you do, at a certain point, have to sit there and go, what the hell am I paying you for? Of course, you would think the president of the United States would step in and say, what the hell am I paying you for, dude? You're not on the job. You're not doing the job. Why? You don't. Mayor Pete got the job because he clicked certain boxes. He did well in Iowa and New Hampshire. He does well with white liberal suburbanites. And that is a constituency that Joe Biden is uh, deliberately trying not to appeal to. So he keeps Mayor Pete around. They can say, well, he's our gay friend. He's our gay friend. But it is not an accomplishment. It is not good for the job. You go, I was at the grocery store the other day. You walk. I always walk. You don't know, always walk past. Make a point of it, but I make a point of noticing it when I walk past it because you can't. You go through the whole grocery store. You notice it. Check out the baby formula aisle. Look at the baby formula aisle. There is still a shortage of baby formula. Just in general, baby formula. There's weird brands. Every once in a while, you see a bottle or a jar or a canister or two of some weird brand, but. It is not prevalent. There are still signs up at my Safeway that talk about how you can only have so many. It's a limit of one per customer. So if you're a parent with special needs for your child, say uh, dietary restrictions or allergies, what do you have to do? You have to go someplace else. Good luck finding it. Because those ones, sensitive stomach formulas, those are not easy to be found. And yet there's the second... There's the guy in charge of the supply chain. A year. It's been a year and it hasn't been fixed. But boy, howdy, he's historic. Boy, howdy, this administration defends him. Just to illustrate how little merit matters to these Democrats, honestly, honestly, I I can't imagine, society cannot long survive dismissing the very concept of merit, nor should it. Honestly, it is an unjust society and it is a sick and perverse society. I want to play you a clip of the very, very historic Karine Jean-Pierre. My God, have I mentioned how historic she is? Because she's super historic. You have to say she's historic because you can't say she's good at her job. She went through the other day the list, well, she didn't go through the, the list, she was talking percentages and generalities. You're sitting there, you're looking at, you know, massive... Inflation, price hikes, gasoline going up, baby formula shortages, supply chain issues. A city in Ohio has been polluted, possibly beyond uh, repair. And what do you have? You have a president who, rather than go to that city to comfort his citizens, because he's president of all Americans, mind you, you instead have him running off to the other side of the globe to play world leader, when really he is just the world's credit card. I'll give He's announcing more and more and more things for Ukraine, by the way. <clears throat> it's amazing. Friday, you wake up, if you watch Morning Joe, they gleefully announce all of this. I've never seen uh, Joe Scarborough more aroused at the prospect of anything then uh, the prospect of sending more of our money over to Ukraine is really down with the cause. I mean, not enough to go there himself or let his kids go there, but I mean, you know, other things. Morning Joe announced this morning, on Friday morning, the white house announces new ukraine aid package several new unmanned aerial systems additional high mobility artillery rocket systems equipment for counter unmanned aerial systems more ammunition for 155 millimeter artillery systems mine clearing equipment like wow they're really sending all the things do we have enough of this stuff for ourselves for when China says we're weak enough and going to go into Taiwan, they don't don't seem to care about that. They're just very concerned. But it, well, the White House has not announced an aid package for East Palestine. It's weird. Why would that be? Well, they're super diverse. Don't ask them those sorts of questions. Don't you understand how diverse they are? And that seems to be the shield that these leftists deploy. What's amazing to me is they deploy this shield... Against people who aren't attacking. When you hear this clip from KJP, she is hyper-defensive in front of a press that is lining up to fight with themselves over which square inch of her butt they get to kiss, right? Which cheek do you want? Which Where do you want? Oh, no, 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 I wanted to kiss there. No, I wanted to kiss there. And they're this defensive that they're deploying the we're super diverse card rather than we're super competent card. Listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre announce the demography of the White House and ask yourself, does this make you feel better?
3: I want to take the opportunity to, to lay out uh, what, how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a record seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ+. So, again, this is something that the president prides himself on. Uh, that he has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration.
0: That's like saying we have uh, we have all the different flavors of ice cream. They're all made with dog excrement instead of milk, but they we have all the different flavors. Okay, you have do, are, do any of these people? I don't know. Think differently. No, none of them do. Then I don't care who they sleep with or what color their skin is. All right, I don't I don't care. We have seven LGBTQ plus members. Oh, okay. And you have a majority of the cabinet identify as women. The hell does that even mean? Are they women or not? Well, we have yet to figure out what a woman is. We just we take their word for it. They they pinky swore that they identified as a woman. So I swear to God, I don't I don't know. We'll just have to see. One of them tucks it way back there, and nobody somebody thinks it's gone. It's t- tucked so far back, so we're not gonna. Try and figure that one out, okay? Let me just celebrate it. Don't just celebrate diversity. Who is she preaching to? Who is she talking to here? There is an American city that is destroyed, poisoned. And she's celebrating her own diversity. I mean, she has to celebrate diversity. She wouldn't have a job if the left wasn't forced at gunpoint. You know, by the way, it's, it's not... Um, truly celebrating diversity if it's at the point of a gun or a knife it's kind of you know an important just like when you go to the oh it's a it's a fundraiser for charity oh okay there's a suggested donation of twenty dollars at the door okay so it's a suggested donation so if i give ten bucks i get in no 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 there's a minimum suggested donation i should have put the word minimum well um that's not really a that's a that's a ticket price. It's not a donation. A donation is I got five bucks in my pocket. You can have it. A donation is whatever you want it. To. It could be fifty bucks. It could be whatever. There's no. <clears throat> there's not a lot of charities where you go. We're out here collecting money for I don't know to celebrate diversity. We're raising money to celebrate diversity. I don't. I got uh, I got three bucks cash. That's all I got. You can have it. No, 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 no. We need we're going to need at least $15. Go, I don't know. We'll take China. We'll take jewelry. You, you need to get this. If it's not $15-20, it's not worth my time. I don't think most charities would get by on. Maybe that's how the Clintons and the Bidens sort of charities go. Maybe it's how leftist charities go. Yes, you're not giving enough money to charity, so we won't take your stinking money. You're not worth it. That kind of attitude. But anyway, this is the priority of the Democratic Party. This is the priority of the administration. The administration celebrate diversity. By the way, I want to play, this is uh, the mindset, by the way, out of Scotland. You're sitting there and you're going, well, what does Scotland have to do with the United States of America? The left is the left everywhere. It does not matter where they are. Geographically, uh, geographics is insignificant. It's the mindset, the poisonous, cancerous mindset that the progressive left carries with them wherever they are. You're going to hear, let me look up this guy's name, just so I have it. He is the Minister of Health right now, but he was, at the time of this, because this speech is from 2000, he was, a minister, he was the Justice Minister of Scotland. He's super oppressed it's it's always these privileged jackasses who uh, you know, sit around and go, it's horrible. Everything is awful. Everybody's being oppressed. Like, no, you're not oppressed. They know that they're lying, but they know that they get more mileage out of telling people they're victims rather than telling people they're their own perps. This is Hamza Youssef, H-U-M-Z-A, yousef like i say he's the current health minister and you sit there and you go is there nobody i realize that when you hear what he's talking about if you replace this guy with somebody who's not a complete jackass you might run risk of it being even whiter over in scotland god forbid god for by the way the demography of scotland i i look i listen to this thing and i'm like i got i'm wondering is scott it's scotland right 96% white Scotland. As far as Asian, Asian, Scottish, or Asian British, whatever the hell that is, uh, the biggest minority in all of Scotland is 2.6%. Other ethnic group is 0.4%, and African is 0.5%. That's the demographics of Scotland. What you're going to hear is this cabinet minister who's uh, very, very concerned about diversity. He's, uh. I suspect he might have gotten the job for this very reason, if I'm just being super, super cynical, because he's referred to as a diverse justice minister, diverse being in quotes, which means he's not white. But listen to him talk. This is after the death of George Floyd, but it is the progressive mindset, that guy at the door clicking, clicking, clicking the bouncer to make sure not that they don't go over the uh, fire code, capacity, but that they just are able to have enough of enough of enough.
2: Most senior positions in Scotland are filled almost exclusively by those who are white. Take my portfolio alone. The Lord President, white. The Lord Justice Clerk, white. Every High Court judge, white. The Lord Advocate, white. The Solicitor General, white. The Chief Constable, white. Every Deputy Chief Constable, white. Every assistant chief constable, white. The head of the Law Society, white. The head of the Faculty of Advocates, white. Every prison governor, white. And not just justice. The chief medical officer, white. The chief nursing officer, white. The chief veterinary officer, white. The chief social work adviser white. Almost every trade union in this country headed by people who are white. In the Scottish Government, every director general is white. Every chair of every public body is He's white
0: well uh scotland is white sorry to break it to you dude but 96 percent is pretty white it's around again there's a plus or minus there of what two percentage points so you're getting really close to a, a snowstorm up there because well it's scotland all right it's scotland would you trust this person? He's your health minister. If you had to deal with this person, would you say if you're not diverse, would you go? I feel like I'm getting a fair shake. Or do you think maybe somewhere in the back of this person's mind, they're um, maybe harboring some grudges that are not going to work out very well for people. Harboring some grudges that are, uh, I don't know, they might not put your, but they might not do their job impartially. If that's all you do is check boxes and scare, like, stare at people and go, what's your ethnic makeup? What's your racial makeup? I need to know whether or not or how much I should care about your concerns based on your melanin levels. By the way, what's funny is Reuters fact-checked. This is this made the rounds. It's from 2020, like I said. But this made the rounds again. I love how they say things have resurfaced. Like Somebody just finally noticed it. They fact-checked this, fact-checked Scotland's health minister's speech about racial injustice and lack of diversity in politics misrepresented online. Now, I'd ask you this the same way I ask all these questions about, you know, the uh, aiding by acorn with uh, importing young children for sex slavery. In what context is that good? In what context does that make sense? I would uh, just keep that in mind. I read this. A segment of a speech about diversity by Scotland's health minister, Hamza Youssef, is being misrepresented online by those suggesting it shows the Scottish National Party politician arguing that Scotland contains too many white people. <laughs> no, he's not arguing that it contains too many white people. He's arguing that there are far too many white people involved in government. Which is weird, because what do they say? We need uh, accurate representation. It sounds like you got it. The country's 96% white. Dude, you are uh, technically qualified as Asian, Hamza. You probably uh, represent, I don't know how many cabinet ministers they have or how many ministers they have over there in the government. But uh, the upper level, I would say that you 10, maybe, you're pretty close to it, the accurate representation, right? 10%. If there are 10 ministers and you're one of them, you're 10%. Well, Asian, Asian Scottish and Asian British are only 2.6%. Shouldn't they only hire like a quarter of you personally to do that job to have accurate representation? they so damn stupid. But, of course, Reuters has to take the left side on everything. One Facebook user uploaded the 55-second clip on February 20th, saying it was evidence that Yousef, quote, thinks there are too many white people in Scotland. In the short snippet, Yusef then they quote it, blah, blah, blah. Similar claims have been seen on Facebook and Twitter here, here, and here. However, social media users have misinterpreted the speech. Hmm. Mis- or misrepresented the speech. Yousef delivered the monologue on June 10th, 2020, when he was Scotland's justice minister. Did you ever think people of Scotland were getting fair justice back when that was happening? Probably not. And when uh, protests had swept across the world after the murder of George Floyd, an African-American man at the hands of Minneapolis police, does it really matter? Well, the context of his racism was George Floyd. So, oh, all right, well, then. Sorry, go ahead, be racist. No, that's not how it works. Yousef's speech was given as part of a wider discussion about racial injustice and the lack of people of color in positions of power in the Scottish Parliament and government. Again, 96% white. This is what democracy looks like. We demand equal representation. What did I just tell you about in the last show? CNN, outraged. How dare they? There are only 5.7% of doctors are black and 12% of the population is black, then if you're not going to see a doctor who looks like you, you're probably going to die. You're probably, I'm just saying, you're probably going to die. So, okay, you want representation based on the proportion of the population of skin. It's sick. Martin Luther King is spinning in his grave, but this is what Democrats, progressive leftists are advocating for, except for when it's inconvenient to them. 96% white. A cabinet secretary, cabinet minister, not white. Probably an argument could be made that is overrepresented, I would guess. I don't know how many cabinet ministers there are in Scotland, but I don't think there's dozens. But say, well, no, 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 it's, it's just how it is. Prior to the 55 second clip, Youssef says he's angry about, quote, once again being confronted with scenes of horrific racial injustice. That in 2020, we are still dealing with overt racism, subtle racism, institutional racism, and structural racism. Yeah, it's coming out of your pie hole there, dude. I don't know why we're supposed to take these people seriously. The media will tell you you have to. Why? Because you don't know their lived experience. Now, I don't know the lived experience of a high-ranking government official. The kind of D-bag that would get to that position in life, I certainly do not share that experience but i suspect the high pay and privilege uh, that comes along with it and the working your way up to that point that comes with it is probably very different than what most of us have experienced just saying because these people in government don't often make their way up from nothing they don't tend to sometimes they do but they don't tend to for the racial jibes and the, this is the speech for the racial jibes and the slurs that we still have to put up with racism is literally killing minorities as we have all seen however racism does not only exist in the united states scotland is not immune blah, blah 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 and he goes off back into the clip you heard it's elizabeth warren talking about how the system is rigged in this country we need to overturn capitalism we need to change capitalism we need to change the system because it's rigged and you go well wait a second you grew up eh, semi-modest means half native american you're not but lying about that made a lot of money off of that lie but she grew up to become a multi-multi she's got a net worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 million dollars or more barack obama the system is rigged this country is fundamentally unfair and now he's worth about 200 million dollars so all these people and sit there and they go, well, if the system's rigged, you wouldn't exist. If the system were, in fact, rigged, you would not exist. We wouldn't know about you. You'd exist, but you'd be simple. we wouldn't know about you. They're lying, but they're advocating for things that ultimately and realistically, what they do is they pull up the ladder of success behind them. They got theirs, but that's not enough. They're not, they could lead lives and they could... Hell, there is a... There are really incredible motivating speeches that could help a lot of kids across the country, especially black and brown kids that Democrats claim to care so much about in the life story of Barack Obama if he was just willing to tell it. If he was willing to tell it repeatedly and push it and be the example to these kids. Instead, he and his party are out there going, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's rigged against you. Put your faith in us. We'll protect you. And as we see in the killing fields of Chicago, we see how well that works out. Doesn't matter, Scotland, United States. Progressives are progressives. They're racist. They're bigoted. And they don't give a damn about you beyond you ceding them power. We shift from leftists whining about how they can't get a fair shake Minorities can't get a Leftist minorities who've gotten nothing but a fair shake whining about how minorities can't get a fair shake. Like, huh. So are you saying, Mr. Minister, that you only got the job because of your skin color? I mean, if that's what you're going to say, Elizabeth Warren, are you saying that you only got the job at Harvard as the minority professor of record in their law school because you lied about being a Native American? Barry Soweto, are you saying that you only got the job and the, uh, well, any job because of your skin color? I'm open to the prospect. You go ahead and confess to it if you want, but they'll never do that. They'll never do that. They'll just tell everybody else. You can't do it. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Don't pay attention to what I've done. I'm special. You could never do this because you're off white whitey's gonna make a point of keeping you down man the whole system is rigged wait a second aren't you the uh the city planner the engineer behind this system well shut up don't talk about it why where is where is the deep-seated republican plan for the south side of chicago that was started 80 years ago the last time there was a republican mayor in there and where where was that what was it? Can we find that law, and we can repeal it, and then maybe we could stop the hundreds of murders every year? Baltimore, same thing. Where, where is this diabolical Republican, like Republican, snuck in seventy years ago? Got one guy elected mayor of Baltimore, and then he said, "Here, I'm going to start this. I'm going to pass this law." And you, you just you watch what happens. Economic depression, just destruction, heroin all over the place murders it's gonna be awesome let's get the hell out of here to the suburbs we go republicans let's go nope doesn't exist but they're not going to let the facts stand in the way of a good story and they sure as hell are not going to stand election based on the facts no way How terrifying would that be? You can see why Democrats are so absolutely diametrically opposed to the very concept of merit, because there's no way in hell they could stand up to it. They would never get anywhere if merit mattered. So now we go to The View. Speaking of merit not mattering, the ladies over at The View, I don't know, I assume they They seem to all identify as ladies. They're talking about the train crash in Ohio with the typical compassion at the end. Look, it's white people that get, uh, white people who voted for Trump who are being poisoned. They're not real Americans. And to hell with them. This is what you voted for. Screw you. Learn your place or die. That's the progressive mantra. Listen to these ladies over on The View discuss this the other day.
3: Think about regulations for a second. Because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market and they don't like a lot of regulations. Because it means profit. Because, when you deregulate, yeah. you
0: get profit. But they, I know. <laughs> These people are so economically illiterate. It means profit. It seems to me that Republicans are, it seems to you that Republicans are obsessed with this notion of, well, yeah, it, if you think like a kindergartner, I could see why you would draw that conclusion. And I don't know who the other one who lines with well, that's because it means profit. Blech, no, regulations mean profit. All right. So you're, are you saying that you're acknowledging that regulations mean less profit and therefore really realistically, if you want to talk about deregulation, it's not for more profit. It's for more competition. If you have all sorts of flaming hoops you have to jump through as a company, if you're going to try and enter a market to become a competitor in a new market. You have all these compliance issues. I bet you've heard the term compliance before. Compliance ain't free. The more flaming hoops you have to jump through, the more compliance you have, the more costs associated with compliance you have. Therefore, the higher the barrier of entry is for new competition right so if you are an existing corporation you actually want regulations lots of regulations not all regulations certainly but you want quite a few regulations because why because a startup is going to have a real difficult time trying to find a way to comply with all the regulations as well as grow their business they can suck up a lot of money that compliance But when your whole life is sitting on your ass talking on television for an hour and you're paid millions of dollars, there's no real compliance. The only compliance you have is actually third party. It's somebody else's responsibility. You you aren't supposed to swear on television between the hours of, I think it's 8 a.m. and uh, 9 p.m. Technically, it's supposed to be kind of fair game. After outside of those hours, but they don't do it. You should. That's why NYPD Blue was able to, you know, have semi nudity and and say certain things. They were allowed to under FCC regulations. It's outside of the family time. That's beside the point. But the view falls within those parameters, so you can't drop f bombs. You can't drop s bombs or a bombs. No matter how big of an s head or. F-ups or A-hole, you happen to be sitting around the table at the view. You can't do it. But every once in a while, you'd slip up. And there's somebody whose job it is to keep their finger over a button. All right, we dump that. We bleep it out. We do whatever. Are they perfect? No. But if they're not perfect, they're fired. (laughs) Now, the person who swears might get a little bit of, uh, you know... You're going to have to have a long weekend to think about what you've done. But the person whose job it was expressly to dump that to protect you from your inability to control yourself, ladies of the view, they're probably going to be fired. Because it's their job. It's only part of your job to not swear. It's a a guideline for your job. For them, it's their whole job. So you live a consequence-free life. You live in an insulated world where you're paid millions of dollars to be wildly ignorant about the topics on which you opine, but you are paid to opine nonstop. And you can sit there and say things like, I get a feeling that Republicans don't really like regulation. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that's about the 55,000-foot view of it. But you're too ignorant and indifferent, both of them, to bother to find out maybe a little bit more as to why. They might have a problem with it. And then, of course, you have the economic literacy of a three-year-old, maybe a one-year-old, who just shoves pennies in their mouth. When you say, because it means more profit. It means more profit. That's all. It's just more profit. (laughs) God, they're dumb. God, they're dumb, and they're making more money than everybody. But they weren't done being dumb. Why would they be dumb? They want to talk about the ignorance of how businesses work. Only people who've never run a business... And have made an effort. I mean, you have to almost make an effort to be this stupid. I got to give them credit to Joy and the gang. You almost, you you probably do have to try to be this damn stupid.
3: For example, there were very few plane crashes. Thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations and safety standards. Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames.
0: (laughs) Regulation is the only thing standing between you and a fiery death every time you set foot on a plane, ladies and gentlemen. Regulations. Because a really good business plan now, I love this, just going back to, to what the other idiot said right before this, because it's it's one continuous clip. I just cut it. Um, fewer regulations mean more money. Fewer regulations mean more money. Now, Joy, fewer regulations means we're, no regulations. We're all going to die in plane crashes. How does that translate to more money? I mean, if you just think about what these people try to sell their audience, you feel sorry and sad for the people in the audience who go, I believe this, I must believe it. Hey, I've got a great idea for a business. What's that? We're going to uh, promise people that we'll get them anywhere they want to go in the world safely. And then when they come to engage in our services, we're going to cut their heads off. What? Yeah, no, no, it's going to be great. We're going to charge like $1,000 a head, no, no pun intended, to uh, for this service. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be You just watch. You just We're going to have like a meat grinder down there, a wood chipper. It's going to be Awesome. We'll get rid of it. it's going to be wonderful, huh? Well, that sounds like a hell of a business. I want to invest in that. How many people would do that? The worst business model in the world might be what these people are describing there on the view. Hey, let's kill our customers. All right. What about repeat customers? Well, you won't. You really put a damper on the repeat customer market. But other than that, it's pure profit. I mean, nobody will will sue. Well, they might family surviving family members might sue. There is that. Okay, fine. And yeah, the co- Even if you just forget the lawsuits and the settlements, the cost of replacing planes constantly might eat in a little bit to our profits and things like that. Do these people have the vaguest idea of how business works? Have they ever even run a lemonade stand? If they. That they that they pour pour, without government regulations saying you can only have water, lemon, and sugar in your lemonade, and like, what I bought all this arsenic? What am I? I bought. I was going to have. I was doing my my famous, well, infamous maybe four ingredient lemonade: water, lemons, sugar, arsenic. And you're telling me I can't do the last? These stupid government regulations. You're really going to eat into my profits compliance with this is going to eat into my profits i don't understand how people can be this dumb without trying without trying you have to actively have never thought about the idea of hey a good business would be one that kills its customers now wait a second that doesn't make any sense to have this kind of conversation with people in public and all the producers sitting i assume the producers are sitting around they're either wildly ignorant Or they hate these people and they go, good, I I can't believe they, they can't, this is dumber than I thought it would be. And they just sort of get off on watching these grown women make complete asses of themselves on television or they're wildly ignorant themselves. I don't know which is the truth, but they're bad people either way because they're either lazy and don't know any better, even though the information to know better is literally right there at their fingertips and they've chosen I mean, they, Joy Behar is not some spring chicken. She's she's old. She's very old so to have lived as many years as Joy Behar has, and to come away with no concept of anything. I had to look up how old Joy Behar is. She's eighty years old. How the hell do you live eighty years and go? Yeah, you know what a good business model is. Regulations just save lives. Planes would be falling out of the sky without it. Really, planes would be. Okay, how dumb do you have to be? You have to be Joy Behar dumb. But she wasn't done because at the end of this little rant here, she talks about how all those people in East Palestine, Ohio, frankly, they got what they deserved. Let's be, yeah, they're not dying right now. They're probably going to, they're definitely running the risk of serious, horrible illnesses in the future because these things, unless you just drink the chemicals, take a little bit of time to damage the body. But they deserve it anyway. Their kids deserve it anyway because they voted for Donald Trump and Donald Trump was against regulations and they found some sort of way that Donald Trump did, did, got rid of a regulation that was ridiculous and costly and that's that's what's to blame for the plane derailing or the train derailing. I, I swear to God, it's a special kind of evil to look at people suffering and go, you know what? You got know what you deserve? Look at... Look at uh, George Floyd. George Floyd, maybe got what he deserved. People in South uh, South Chicago, South South Chicago, you get what you, you. What are you doing living there? What are you doing living there? You vote for Democrats, you will live there. You Shouldn't live there. You don't like the murder all over the place. Oh, well, can't get there. You can have compassion for people. They're being fooled. They're being lied to. They're being whatever. But no joy is you get what you deserve. Yeah, your kid might get cancer and die, but what do you expect when you vote for Donald Trump?
2: Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't even wipe the entire Because, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. One, they happened to have but two. One thing um, I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country he won by 40 points. It, it, he, won- he is a president for all Americans, I believe that, but he needs to show do that they, he is. Do it do it they, was time for him to be president. I up. don't know why they would ever vote for him because for of the somebody
3: who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump. Who reduces all safety? He yeah, did. he showed up at McDonald's and those that? voters yeah, saw it, something on the ground uh, that yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that the they I, But they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and Wait. say who's doing the job here. Forget about the photo ops. Showing up is a big showing thing, up. Though. I think, I big think in front this community. is Donald Trump's fault.
0: I think this is Donald Trump. This is what you vote. Why would you vote for this? this is what you get for this? Is this? This, this is the other thing. So the president of the United States can take a big dump on the American people if they voted wrong. This is the mentality. The Nazis were not very concerned about the concerns of the voters for other political parties. They still aren't. They just now have a daytime talk show on ABC. (laughs) They have different hairstyles and different objectives and well, not really different objectives, different motives. But I will say, it, uh, you can hear it. Donald Trump made a regulation that only one person had to be on this train. There were two on this train. Well, yeah, but there was a, it was just a fluke that there were two on this train. Okay, but there were two on this train. Your regulation, your precious regulation that you're trying to blame for this derailment said two, and they got rid of that, and uh, there were two on this train, and it still happened. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It wasn't regular. The reason it didn't work with two is because it wasn't mandated to. It was voluntary to. And everybody knows mandated to is the way to go. Well, then that begs the question, ladies of the view. If this regulation was so damned important to the survival of all humanity and protecting the American people, why in two years plus as president of the United States didn't Joe Biden reinstate that rule? Why would that be? yeah This this regulation being repealed is going to kill people. Well, are you going to change it? I mean, eventually, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Get, I mean, it's only been two years. What am, what am I supposed to do? Have somebody whose job it is to write regulations, write executive orders, draft an executive order over the course of, I don't know, two, three hours, and then put it through a printer and then have it in front of me to sign? What am I supposed to do that? Where am I going to find the time when I'm going to bed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon? If it's so damned important, why didn't Joe Biden do it when he had all the chances in the world? He's Mr. Train, isn't he? No, he's a fraud. They're all frauds. All right, that's about enough for today, I think. Let us start our week a little bit on the light side. Shall we wait. Yes, that's right. We do have. Something to give away. And the winner this week has chosen the Apostle by Bradley Thor. I assume it's Bradley. By Brad Thor. Autographed by Brad Thor. First edition. Congratulations to you. Uh, the winner's name is... And I'm going to butcher this. So congratulations and I'm sorry. Aid, Egg Bite. That's just terrible. That's not right. Aid. I'm pretty sure... A-D-E, I think I got that, and then Agdebite, egg, egg, A-D-E-G-B-I-T-E. Whoever you are, you have a message from me, and uh, if you find it and respond to it with your address and uh, with the acceptance of the apologies that uh, I butchered your name, I will send you the Brad Thor book, The Apostle. Now, that means that this week's contest is between returning champion or technical loser Governor Christie Nome of South Dakota. I'm holding her book. I've got them from Brian on uh, on today. Autograph. She's got a very fancy ladylike signature, and so she not my first rodeo. Governor Christie Nome versus none other than Dana Lash. Flyover Nation is the book we have of her signed somewhere. I got her signed books. This is Flyover Nation. And it can be yours. Just go to Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek dot locals dot com. The Battle of the Chicks begins. You comment with the one you want to win, and if your name is drawn, you shall win that book. It's just that easy. I can't help you read though. That you're on your own. Cause I can barely read as Obvious by the fact that I can't pronounce this person's name. Again, apologies. All right, that is enough for this day. Tomorrow is another day, and we shall be back to do it all over again. Have a great one. Thanks for listening.